totally thought I was going to bite like four or five bites, but ended up being like 15. But it is June something. I don't really care what the day is of 2017. Here's my camera shy grandma. Let's zoom in on that beautiful face. You're totally doing a podcast. She's camera shy. Let's just follow her in here real quick. Jordan, don't. I, I've got to do some work here. <laughs> You're doing work. She's been I mean, sitting around talking with us for the past hour. Well, I just picked up my phone and I have business on it. <laughs> oh, you got business. Suddenly she has business when the camera gets turned on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my beautiful dog, Snickers. You are 15 years old now. You're an awesome dog. So you're saying about uh, you were a basketball player in eighth grade and she was a cheerleader? Yeah, see, um, we didn't have cheerleaders in the seventh, played seventh and seventh grade and eighth grade. Both, I've told you that story a million times, probably. We were fifth, sixty, and all. That, that was approximately what our record was. We, we won every game we played in uh, for two years. And I told just about everybody would listen because it's just I've never heard heard of anybody doing that ever. What we uh, did, what we did to those other teams. <laughs> look, at, look what should have happened to be wearing. Terrible impression. <laughs> oh my gosh! I didn't even know. I just yeah. The only reason I even remember what shirt I was wearing is because I had dog hair all over me earlier today. Yeah. And I had to wipe off all the dog hair. And I was looking down, I was like, oh, cool, I'm wearing this shirt. I didn't, I didn't even know you had one of those. Yeah, yeah, this is from forever ago. This is 2010. Seven years ago. Seven years old. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's a year you'll remember. You know, 18, 18 and 0 in soccer is. I mean, that's, you only played 18 games, you know? Well, that's kind of a big deal, but it was also freshman soccer. But it was, it was special. It was still pretty special. Well, this was seventh and eighth grade basketball, so. Right. Including that's still special to you, so. Yeah, nobody's going to get excited um, when you tell them the story that you played those two years. And we played about 60 games and we won every one of them. That's pretty fascinating. I, I'm, I'm intrigued, at least. Yeah, I mean, that, uh, we were talking about Gary a while ago. Gary was the main reason we did that. We had two, uh, Gary and our, our center. Wait, Gary's the one that took the shots of the head or the the in the car accident. Yeah, yeah. Have his head fell off or something. Yeah, the, but uh, that was he was. Uh, Wait, explain that a little bit more. Like, that was what happened. he was. Uh, two guys and two girls went out on a date. He was junior, and the other guy that driving was the senior. And um, truck, a huge truck in front of them. I don't know if it was a truck or what it was really, but they put, they had to stop real fast and then they just drove into the back of it. So it, it got the car about head high like this, you know. And um, so they, uh, he was injured, his skull was, well they had to put a had to put a uh, plate 
metal, metal, metal plate. Metal plate. So I guess they had to cut his head off. I don't know how you do that unless it maybe it was. I, maybe maybe not cut it. I cut his head off, but yeah, well, like an incision. Dead. Yeah, because you know, uh, I I I envision it as as the same size as your head. Wait, so does he have like? It's not been that big. Does you know? he have a metal plate, or is there like skin growing over it, or? Because that's pretty. I mean, you you wouldn't have hair. You would have a metal plate replacing any skin on top of your head. That would look pretty. That would stand out a lot. Well, you didn't. Uh, by the time he he got out of the hospital and uh, went back to school. That may have worked. That may have happened in the summertime when we weren't in school. Uh huh. No, it didn't either. Because I remember the principal of our school had updates of both of them, all four of them. So we could we could ask him like in, in uh, back then they had uh, what do they call it when you don't have a class you just have to go someplace and study hall. Uh, there was a name for it. Yeah, like study hall. But yeah. We had seven hours. We had a seven-hour day, and, and I think we only had six classes, so it would be a study hall, so you just go someplace and, and then have one teacher in there to make sure we weren't killing each other, you know? Right. And he would give us updates on, on those four people because they were in the hospital. This was during... Now, he somehow managed to play basketball in the... It started, I guess, in January for any school. Maybe February. No, wait a minute. Basketball. Iron Man, literally. Basketball started in, in uh, oh my gosh. Probably the winter time. Makes me wonder what month of the year that they actually had the accident because basketball started in uh, probably September, October, I guess. Yeah. Basketball starts in the fall and it goes through the, the March. <laughs> How long does it take for you to recover from getting half your head cut off? <laughs> I, he played the whole se- he, they played the whole season, both of them. It was it was his junior year and it was Larry's senior year, and they were both point guards. Not point guards. I was a point guard. They were the shooting guards, and they they were both very very good players, and they both played. When he was a senior and Gary was a junior, so I don't know, crap, I don't know when that when that happened. Unless it was late spring, you know, so it was like April or something, and basketball maybe was over. It's pretty cool that he made it back for that next season, though. That's cool. Yeah, I I, I don't remember. He probably would if he played a different sport. If he would have played like basketball, or I guess you guys didn't even have hockey, but like a. Like a more like hardcore sport, you wanted football. We yeah, football. Yeah, yeah. What we, I'm saying. Yeah. we didn't have football either. It was a small school. We had yeah, probably not the population sports. for it. Baseball, baseball, basketball, and, and track. track. You did all three, right? Yeah, I did all three. That's cool. What was your favorite? Like, what what would you say you were best at? What was your favorite? Well, basketball is your favorite, right? I guess the best is probably. I don't know. I, I don't remember a lot about it. I guess it was probably basketball. Baseball, um, I don't remember if we lost a lot of games or won a lot of games. In baseball, I don't remember a whole lot about that. I remember one game I played five positions in the game. <laughs> Shortstop, second base, center field, 
catcher. You were pretty fast, weren't you? I don't know. I thought it was at the time, but... but you, were, um, you were more of a long-distance runner. I ran half a mile in track. Didn't you go against, like, the teacher's pet or, no, the coach's pet? Yeah, he was a senior and I was a junior, I guess. Or he was a year ahead of me. I don't remember. And uh, we were running 800 meters, which is half a mile back then. You didn't have right. meters. You didn't have meters. I, I would have, by the way, I would argue that or maybe the 400 is probably the hardest race. I think it's, I think the... The 800 might be. I think the 800 is is harder because the... the you can you can sprint for a quarter of a mile. I ran that some. I ran. A I would say eight hundred as well. I'd have to agree with you. I mean, you don't know whether to go real fast and and pass out. So you had to you, you had to pace yourself in a in a half mile run. And this particular it it was. Uh, I guess, what's it called? When a whole bunch of schools get together. Like a meet? Amer uh, no, yeah. yeah. It, it was, I guess it was a track meet. Track meet. Yeah. Bunch of schools there. And uh, so we got... Um, there Back then, there were not a lot of black kids in, in the schools that we... But there was one at this... this uh, meet, and we had to run twice around the track. And so the second time I got halfway around and I looked and he was crossing. <laughs> he, he was half half of a lap. Stereotypes ahead prevail. Of everybody. Stereotypes <laughs> and, prevail. And so then then it was me and the coach's pet, and and he was not just the coach's pet. He was the son of the superintendent of the school. Oh wow! And he was also a good uh, good athlete, good basketball player too, and. Uh, we were going neck to neck, you know, and I, I just, because the culture was yelling, don't let him beat you. That's ridiculous. And that was him. Yeah, he's yelling, yeah, he's yelling to somebody about his, his own teammate. Yeah, see, we were both, it was both our coaches. I was a year younger, and it looked like I was going to beat him. And so he started cheering. Now, maybe, I mean, I was 17, maybe, and he was 18, probably. So when you're 17, you don't know if you're buffing third base. You know, you don't. So yeah, you're still, you're, it could have been. You're a grown-up baby. You're, you're still a baby, basically. Yeah, to me, it's like he was, he was, uh, he wanted the other kid to win, but he may have just been trying to challenge it, both of them. You know, if I feel, don't let him beat you, then that's, I'm going to go faster. But it still sounds like he had, he was showing some favoritism. At the time, I thought it was favoritism, but then again, I didn't care because uh, he was a senior and, and he was supposed to win. He was supposed to win. I probably beat That's him. That's dumb. I beat him maybe from here to that chair. Okay. It was really close. I came in second place and he came in third place. And <laughs> but you guys both got destroyed <laughs> between oh, the oh, first oh, and the oh, second. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, the black dude just, just said uh, pretty much... You're the white guys. You know you can't keep up with us. And they couldn't, you know, because I, I don't. I think he sprinted for for a half a mile. You know, I I don't. Yeah, there's probably some kind of technique to the 800. Like you sprint the first fourth. I I, I don't know how that works. I just that's what I would guess. We we pretty much paced ourselves for half a mile. 
Probably the last fourth, you probably. But then the last yeah. fourth, you had to kick it. You had to. I bet. Yeah, they call it kick it. Somebody yell kick it. That'd be a whole half lap. That's a. Yeah. Wow. And um, it was probably it might have been harder than it. That race was probably the hardest thing I I ever did in athletics. Cause you know running's hard. Literally, you we didn't pass out, but we <laughs> we could hardly walk. Right. You know, you you push that last quarter of a mile, well, eighth of a mile, less half would be like an eighth of a mile, and um, forget how many yards that is, 400 yards maybe, uh -huh. so 400 yards in it. No, wait a minute, 1,600 yards would be a mile, so 800 yards. That would be, be 1,600 meters, right? Yeah, 800. So that's half a mile. Yeah, 800 yards would be half a mile. So, so 200 the last four? So it's 400. Uh, so there's also a quarter of a mile. Right. You know, and uh, so the quarter of a mile, we had to pretty much kick it. No, well, no it'd right, be an eighth, an eighth of a, of a mile. mile. Yeah. You got an eighth of a mile. But yeah, yeah, that's I know you I mean and your legs are already burning. You just feel the lactic acid going yeah. to them. And you just gotta pull through. Oh yeah, that's that's a difficult task. I mean, I I haven't done it too much myself. But. I mean we didn't we didn't uh, work out as much as you guys do nowadays. Just the I I know with the soccer runs and like really pushing yourself to get like a better time and stuff we, like we had, uh, training. The last thing of the day was I think it was the last about two o'clock or something, you know, we'd go out and do track. And then we'd go back and get them on the school bus. So you didn't have to worry about taking showers and all that. We, I don't remember if we had showers and I don't probably did. That's something I would like to worry about, though. <laughs> Especially after a track race. Uh, I, I can't remember if we all ran, did, did the shower thing. Or we had to go run to get on the school bus. I don't remember. Well, when I played basketball, including the seventh grade. I had to walk home. Yeah, she sneezed all over me. Uh, oh, she left a booger. That's a booger right there. Gross. Yeah, I saw her have one that it was like hanging out of her nose the other day. She always sleeps with me, uh, and it was like hanging out of her nose. And she just she looks me right in the eyes and goes, licks it right out of her nose. <laughs> uh, I I was like. I'm never kissing that. You know, no. you know, you know, you get so grossed out when I kiss these dogs on the face. I'm like, maybe Grandpa was right. <laughs> That's well, exactly what I thought of. Whenever. I know the dogs, uh, I think they're fairly clean because they clean themselves. Let's the spread it deal. But you know, you you just there's no way on earth I would kiss a dog. I don't even kiss dogs away from their mouth. You know, their forehead or something. I don't even do that. I See, I only kiss them as far from their mouth as I can get, which is their butthole. So then I, I have to kiss a dog's butthole. Well, then that's different. <laughs> that's that's pretty much everybody does that. <laughs> no, I was actually I was doing the math with her. Uh, she's fifteen now, and I would I would say easy, easy. I've slept with her a third of her, uh, no, one fifth of her life. So the time that we've had her since I'm like. I think we got her when I was in like first grade or something crazy like that. Um, I would say that I've slept with her at least 
one fifth of those of all the really? nights that we've had her. Yeah, she sleeps with me a lot. Especially there have been like years back in high school, like she and just the the course of high school, she probably slept with me uh, at least half of high school. And that's just high school alone, plus all the other years built on top of that. Wow. When I'm when I'm home, she's sleeping in my bed like every night. Uh, right next to me, right next so, to me. So she comes upstairs. No, I had to carry her. Oh, yeah. I didn't think she'd go upstairs. Yeah. Well, she can't. Yeah, she can't jump up anything anymore. She can't jump down off this Looks couch. Looks like she's gonna lick lick my bed tonight. I'll yeah, be, don't I'll do be, that. Uh, I'll, be, I'll be doing the backstroke trying to get, get out of the bed. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I was thinking, one fifth of her life. Which is three years total, and then divide that because eight hours of the, uh, divide that by three. Eight hours of the day, eight hours of twenty four hours is one third of the day. I've spent over a year of my life, a year of her life, just laying something, just laying next to her. How crazy is that? A thing year, about? a year of my life, just a year straight. I've spent laying next to this dog right here, and that's just the time sleeping. And I, I bet it's been way more than that. I've. I would argue it's probably been about at least a year and a half, maybe even two. Good gracious. Now, when you put it in that perspective, that is really weird. Is, is that crazy? You could tell everybody, yeah, I slept with a dog for a year and a half. <laughs> you could be telling you, dude, you know, you meet the stranger, you know, and you, hey, you know, you talking about your life a little bit. Yeah, I slept with a dog for a year and a half. Oh. <laughs> you pervert, get away from that dog, you know. What are you, some kind of... Just start saying other weird stuff. Like, yeah, I also practice Scientology. Uh, <laughs> I'm a, I, I've met Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. I was, I was listening to a podcast the other day, and this dude was saying uh, he did a movie with... His name's Russell Brand. He had done a movie with Tom Cruise, and he said it's a very intense experience. Really? But yeah, he kept. He said while he was on set with this guy, with with Tom Cruise, he keeps hinting at the fact he's like, you know, Tom, I just if only there was an ideology I could practice. I'm feeling so <laughs> lost in my life right now. <laughs> I don't know if he was joking or not because he's a pretty goofy guy, but he he's like, I couldn't have made it more obvious. He's British. I couldn't have made it more obvious. That I was in need of an ideology. <laughs> that sounded more Australian, but yeah. I was like, this guy's so goofy. <laughs> well, actually, uh, I, I was, I'm going to mean to ask you about this, too. So, where, so my mom, she didn't, until, until my mom was five, that was the that was the point you moved her to St. Louis. Like you guys didn't end up in St. Louis until my mom was five, right? Like you guys were moving all over the place before then. Um, she was born in nineteen sixty five and got out of the military in nineteen sixty seven, and uh, so we. Uh, she lived in Italy as a baby, and then went to... Well, when she was born in Tripoli, Libya, Africa? Yeah. She was, uh, how long were you guys over there? You guys just had the baby over there, and then brought yeah. her back to Italy, right? Okay. I was there about a week, I guess, and, um... Okay. The, the, you could just, you know, we, 
it was in a different country, so we had to get an airplane and different continent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we. Um, it wasn't like you just go to the hospital. And... Although later on there was a town about maybe ten miles from where we actually lived. Brindisi, Italy, was a pretty large city. So we could have gone there. The little town we lived in, I doubt if we had a doctor's office in there, you know. Oh, really? We had doctors on the... If we had to go to the doctor, we'd go to the doctor on the, on the base. They always had... Uh, I guess every Air Force base has a, a doctor. And the doctor is a, is a captain in the Army. In the Air Force, rather. Yeah, if you're a doctor, you go into the Air Force as a captain. Oh. And uh, if you have a college degree, you go in as a second lieutenant. So you go second lieutenant, first lieutenant, and then a captain. So if you're a dentist or a doctor, you start off as a captain. Oh, wow. In the military. And, um, I don't know why I brought that up, but it... The doctors were actually right there on the base, so if we got sick or something, we had to, Doris had to go to the doctor all throughout. Uh, when she had, before she had the baby, she had to go to the doctor on the base. So I really don't know if it was a doctor where we lived or not. But they could, uh, in Brandisi, was just 10 miles away from where we lived, about 10 miles, it's a big city, and I think you could go there, but I'm not sure that they had anesthetics or anything, I, I don't know, I think they just gave birth, this, back then in, in Italy, you know, you just had a baby, you had a baby, you didn't have a lot of, didn't have a lot of drugs they could give you and all that kind of stuff to keep them killing you, you know. But, but when we went over to Tripoli, Libya. That's probably unheard of nowadays, unless you're like in a third world country. Tripoli, Libya was, uh, well, they had an Air Force base there, but somewhere around 1968, um, that was a, Muslim country, I guess, or something. Anyway, it was... We had to get out of there. Because there was a... I think, I think the Air Force people just left. Left the base and just left it like it was. Because I guess there was a war going on. Believe it or not, the guy Qaddafi was... was there. He lived in a tent. In Libya? Yeah. While you were there, really? While we were there, he lived in a tent, I, and uh, he was he was a general, I think, in the in the army, and he was the one. That, I thought he was a dictator. Well, he was later on. He he, he was a dictator. Wow. It was like a president. He was like a president. Uh huh. And um, not too many years ago, we went and killed him. I think his own people killed him, but it was uh, probably right after the. 9-11, between 9-11, I don't know when it was, it might have been like 2000, 
ten, you know, something like that. But that would be something that if I really cared, I could look it up in Siri, you know. But he was the same. He was the same guy. I mean, Ronnie was. But uh, Ronnie was forty-five years old, probably ten years ago. You know, forty. Yeah, something like that. So he, he was born just a five blocks from where this guy lived in the tent. And then when he got... Wow. So it was 45 years later that he was a dictator. And, um, well... That is crazy. Until <laughs> they killed him. Right, right. You know, he was a dictator a long time. The United know. States killed him, though? I think his own people killed him. His own people, okay. Because I know he was a big part of our... Like, all over our media whenever that was going on. That was... Yeah. That was before I even... Was that was I alive when that happened? I was yeah. really young, if it was. My guess was. Uh, I wonder. I don't know if you say Muammar Gaddafi. See, Muammar um, Gaddafi. Siri has problems with names. Uh huh. You know. And also, if you're yeah. talking, if you're texting and then talk, I always do the talk like your dad does. Right. If there's a name there, they will misspell it. Well, you can actually send voice messages, too. Just like whole voice. But, but, uh, getting back to where you were, uh, where you were moving around to. So you lived in Italy, then where'd you move after Italy? Omaha, Nebraska. Really? Not really Omaha, Nebraska. I thought you moved, so you moved all around the U.S. I thought you moved all around Italy, or not Italy, uh, the Europe after that. Mm. Really? Okay, so you're only in Italy. I was in Italy for 18 months. And, um. 18 months, wow, bro. So I went to Italy in November of 1963. And then Darth came over about three months later, I guess. Two months, something like that. They came, came across in a boat. She came with another, another girl. Here's, yeah, his, her, her husband was over there with me. We went over at the same time and uh, became real close friends for years. They even came. Through, they he lived in Arkansas and uh, it was funny because he was really not a religious person but when he got out of the Air Force he went back and became a minister. He was a minister I think really? in Little Rock for like 30, 30 years maybe 40 years 30 years maybe. He wasn't that religious when he was in the Air Force and then he just became really religious when he went back home? Yeah he became a minister became a preacher. Oh wow. So he uh, I wonder if the military his time in the military influenced that decision. Right? I don't think so. No? No, they, they, uh, we never, Dorsey and I never have had anything to do with alcohol, and over there, they had a big party one time, and we went to the party, of course, everybody had beer and whatever else, you know, and we just said no thanks, you know, we just get a soda or whatever else they had. Right. So. It's probably kept your mind young. Probably ten years later, he said, they sent me a letter. They came through St. Louis one time, St. Charles, and, and they visited with us for a while. And um, I think that, I think that's when he when he told me that he said, "I really that was really 
really impressed with what you did over there among everybody there was drinking, you know, and, yeah. and, and you didn't drink. And he at the time he did he did he was they were nice people. They weren't. That's pretty cool that he like he, he admired that later. He admired on. it after he became a minister. Right. And uh, certain certain religions don't drink whiskey. They don't drink uh, alcohol. You know, Baptists is one of them. Not that they don't drink it, you know, they teach you not to because when I was growing up in a Baptist church, they said, here's the reason for, for not, they said, here's what happens if you walking down the street and you go into a bar and, and say you're eight, say you're 25 years old or whatever, you go into a bar, somebody from your church might see you go in there. And there's 15, you know, or something like that. So it's like, it's almost built on like a tattletale principle. It's almost, yeah, that's the way they taught it to us, is that not not necessarily that, that having alcohol in your system was going to kill you or go to hell or anything like that. It was just you don't want to be an influence on a young person, and then maybe they'll go too far with it and become an alcoholic. Right, right. It was, it was more of a, more of a... Uh, what somebody else might think of you or might look up to you and then all the next thing you know they're 18 and they're an alcoholic. Now, I don't know how, I don't know how valid that is or was, you know. Yeah, but it's the philosophy, it's the theory that they yeah. base See, nowadays everybody drinks. Just about. Yeah, everybody, it's become a know. huge part of our culture. It's a culture that everybody drinks, you know. Especially the college culture, I don't necessarily agree with it. Uh, I feel obligated to anytime I go. Like, like if I if I want a social life, I feel obligated to. That's why I've started to kind of stray away from that lately, and that's why I took up Muay Thai, boxing, uh, well, so well, jiu-jitsu, painting. I think if you want uh, meditation. What Christian did in college, Christian Hannah. When they went, were in college, they would take their drink there. It would be a soda, but it would be a, right. it would have a, um, said, otherwise, these guys would try to get you drunk, you know, even, even in 19, well, she hasn't been on no, college. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, she hasn't been on college that long, which is, will be far in about a week. Yeah, it's, nothing's changed there. You know, so Well, the scariest part, honestly, is even... Alcohol. I mean, that's a little. I I get that. I mean, people get a little bit wild. Or girls get a little bit crazy whenever they're drunk. But the scary part is, uh, and it's actually somewhat prevalent down at Missouri State, is people like date raping, like the roofies. Like there's there's a. Do you know what roofies are? Roofies. There's a drug that say. Let's say let's say a girl is gonna have three beers in the night, so she gets a little buzz, whatever. Uh, not really, that's pretty harmless in my opinion. Uh, like, she goes to a party, she wants to go have a good time, she has a few drinks. But if she, and I know girls that have actually gotten date raped, like, at a specific, there's a specific fraternity, their name is Pike, down in Missouri State. They're notorious for, like, date raping girls. Really? And I knew a whole group, they said they had just a few drinks. But yeah, the, like, say, say the girl has, like, a, one beer, let's just say one beer. They can walk up, put this pill in your drink, and she drinks that beer, she'll forget everything that happened. Really? Yeah. Because 
these these TV shows I watch a lot of cops, you know, and that's what's happening there. Yeah. I mean, I mean a lot of, a lot of the episodes would be a girl that says she says uh, I don't remember anything, and maybe somebody died, or maybe somebody. How scary is that? You know, and and it's it's usually what you just said. You know, it's usually like a date rape. You know, it's, you don't even know what happened. Right. Yeah. And uh, they're doing that in your college, huh? No, it, it's not. It's it's a thing. But it doesn't happen like all the time. But yeah, definitely, it's it's. Anybody go to jail for for rape? No. I I assume that's what their intentions are, though, because you get them. I mean, if they don't remember anything that happened, what are they gonna say? Well, they there's gotta be some other people around that saw it. Right. That's. I don't know. That's. That's the way it is in these movies. It's it's always find one person. Because a lot of, a lot of these a lot of these TV series they die. No, maybe three or four of them will get sick, you know, and then a couple of them will die, and the other ones in the hospital, and they don't know anything about anything, and then it slowly starts coming to them, and they put the pieces together, and then they go out and they they put them in jail. The guys that did that, you know. Mm-hmm. Right, you're, so. you're saying in real life. At least in your in your college, not one not one man. I've never heard of anybody getting caught, but it, it ha- I've heard of a few cases where yeah, like girls, they but also I mean, girls are not not to take the guy's side or anything, but I mean some girls are also quick to say like just because this is a real thing out there, they're quick to kind of jump to conclusions like yeah, I got date raped. But I know the girls that I met personally that it was like a group of like four of them, they. It happened to them. They're like, I didn't drink very much, but I don't remember a single thing. All my girlfriends, we don't remember a single thing that happened last night. And I was that that really upset me. I wasn't even that close with the girls. I mean, honestly, I could care less. Like, like, uh, but it was more the principle of I'm like this fraternity thinks they can get away with doing this to women. Like, I just found that morally really messed up. And uh, that I was I was actually gonna. I never took any action on it. Do they not understand that they can go to prison? I guess not. The, the girl. They? This is what really got me mad. Is the girls wanted to? They they're like, oh, just forget it. It's no big deal. It's not a big deal. Just forget about it. And I was like, how can you say that? How can you like? How can you just passively let this happen? They they probably still hang out with the same fraternity. They probably most likely are hanging out with the people who tried to date rate them. That's what I was saying. I bet you they I let it slide. Those, I bet you it's one of those things that the young have no self esteem. Yeah, it's girls pretty little, insecure. Very little insecure, and they and they have to have acceptance in groups. So all you gotta do is say, okay, this guy raped me. And next thing you know, that nobody in that group had anything to do with him. Right. And they probably realize that's my only. At this point in their brain, they're probably thinking, this is all I have. My parents that are not here, mm-hmm. this group of people is all I have. So if yep. they say one word, mm-hmm. is that what, is that what you think it is? That's exactly what it is. Yeah. That's exactly. And not even just that, but it also breaks down to why they're drinking all the time. Because I know this girl. This girl, uh, she was, she's like the type, uh, she went to, a, she lived in a small town. 
Then she moved to Missouri State, big school, or not not a huge school, but pretty big school, like 24,000 kids, and uh, kind of goes a little crazy and feels, I don't think she really partied or drank that much in high school, but now she drinks all the time. She's always drinking. And I think it's also because everybody, it, she just feels obligated to in a way. You need to talk to her. No, she won't listen to me. I, I haven't talked to her. I haven't talked to her in like a year. I just kind of gave up. I'm like. So you tried to talk to her? Just a little bit. Just let, let up. Nah, I mean, we, we weren't necessarily friends. I mean, I definitely got to know her. Boy, if I was, but, I was you, because you're a lot smarter than most of those people. I'm more mature. I'm guessing in that anyway. And, uh, Give or take. I'd want to... If I was 21 and I was a dummy, I wouldn't even... It wouldn't even be in my mind. If I was 21 and I had maybe the maturity of like a 28 year old maybe or something you think you think it's a lot better when you get closer to 30 then you can really analyze things and go oh my gosh what did I do all, right. these, all these kids I see in school now that are look, running around looking for safe spaces and they go out and they and they hate everybody you don't think the way I do we're gonna we're gonna throw rocks at you we're gonna beat you up they're gonna think 10 years from now they're gonna look back and say I was one of the worst human beings on earth. Hopefully, hopefully. When I did that. Hopefully they're able to say Because you know they are. Right. Number one, they'll never get a job if they if they think the way they're thinking when they're when they're nineteen in college. Right. If they're actually thinking that no, if you don't think the way I do, um, I need a safe space. Or I I can't handle it if if you say something even something silly, like you like a red car or, or you must be a racist. All these crap things they hear in school. But now I'm not saying this is in your college, but it's in every school. It's in many, many schools to the point where, at least if you watch Fox, which I uh, I do, I, I watch it quite a bit, not much as I did. It'll be a story every night. Yeah, but in but some but. college, someplace, there'll be there'll be some there'll be a riot. It's kind of let up a little bit lately, but I'd say last, I'd say from the time Trump got a, in November last year, probably till April, maybe maybe last month, maybe May. It's probably let up because it's summer break. <laughs> yeah, because they Yeah, they don't have to. They don't have to be scared anymore, you know. But I mean, uh, some schools are writing just about every night. You know, some of the schools... They'll probably pick back up in August. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the professors are doing that. Now, I didn't realize that t the tax money went to... They, they must send tax money to every single college in the country. Just think about that. That's a lot of, that's a lot of money. I hope not. Tuition isn't every, enough. Tuition is already a ton. Oh, they give billions of dollars to those Ivy League schools. Uh, I mean, Harvard. I heard one time Harvard had like... I don't know, forty billion dollars in the bank. So Washington University has a big pile of money. They, I think, they're in the billions. But money that they could give the kids for helping get through school. They got all this money, and I heard not too long ago that the Ivy League schools—it was just crazy. As much money as the government was giving them from tax money, your money. In two years, you'll be. They'll be taking your money and giving it to some of the schools. 
whoa, I keep thinking, Trump is doing a whole lot of stuff like that. You know, if you don't obey the law, if you can't even control your own students, <coughs> you're not getting $10 million like you. I, I keep thinking, and maybe he's going to come out and say, look, we're going to cut off the money going to your school, yeah. this town. If you can't allow people to talk because just because they don't think the way you do, you know. The uh, college conservatives all over the country, they have to hide. They, they, get their, they get their lives threatened when they do certain things. Um, and it's, to me, it's, it's, uh, it's a sickness. But the college professors, and a lot of these are, and I, I guarantee, I, I don't think it's in the Midwest that bad, like where we are. Yeah, it's not that bad here. A lot of it is, um, well, East and West Coast. East Coast, a lot of it is the Ivy League schools, the East Coast, and, uh, except it's, it's, a, it's in uh, Notre Dame. Notre Dame is a Catholic is University in Indiana. It's a Catholic school. Uh, but they, the other day... I didn't know Notre Dame was in Indiana. Well, yeah, the other day they, they did something just like that. Uh, they, they just went out and said, no, we're not going to let this person come in. And every situation, every, all but one, I've heard one, if you're in Texas, you don't mess with them. Because people in Texas have a lot more sense. You do that in Texas, they love to just kick you out of school. But I mean... Yeah, they got there their was beliefs one in Texas. <laughs> one professor said, um, "If you don't shut up right now, I'm going to mail your your. Uh, you're not you're not going. It was like during the when they graduate, big graduation day, you know. And then someone wanted certain things to be done and all that, and, and the, the head of the school, counselor, whatever they call him, con counselor, counselor. That's not a counselor, but." Anyway, walked out and he said, if you don't shut up, we're going to mail your diploma to you. In other words, if you don't shut up, you're going to get out of here. Right, right. One, it's they one got their power over them and the, nobody's going to, yeah, nobody's going to turn that down, you know. No, <laughs> I mean, four, that, that, that that. That. it's all it took. But in every other case, the, the head of the school said, yeah, we'll agree with you. We want you to riot. We want you to burn these buildings down. We want you to cause all kinds of havoc, you know, and they tell the policemen, the, the policemen that are on the, they're on the grounds, that they're uh, college, uh, college, uh, whatever they call them, policemen. They tell them to, turn, to, to back off every time, back off, and let these people go in and just set everything on fire, whatever they want to do, burn buildings down. They, they run, they, they run the cars, they beat well, up they, the cars. If they do that, I, I mean, I know nothing about this topic, but if they do that, then there has to be some hidden motive on how they want the public to react to what their actions are. Republic, uh, public pretty much looks at them and says, you're stupid, you're crazy, but they can't do anything about it. If the, uh, if the, if the, the, the professors want them to do it, and the head of the school wants them to do it or allows it, allows these things to be done. And they tell the, they tell the policemen to back off. And, and uh, they, did that in, they did that here in uh, 
Ferguson, uh, not Ferguson, another town. Was that little town over there that had a, where they had that, that kid died about three years ago? The policeman shot him. Yeah, that's Ferguson. Not Ferguson. Right next to Ferguson. That other little town over here, uh, about ten miles from here, where they had the policeman. Uh, the guy was r rushing at him, and the policeman. Do you want Mike Brown? Yeah, Mike Brown. That was Ferguson. No, that wasn't Ferguson. It was. I know it wasn't Ferguson. It was because my aunt lived in Ferguson for years. I've been to Ferguson a million times. It's right to the town right next to Ferguson. But they called it Ferguson. The media covered it as Ferguson. I don't know why they covered it as Ferguson, but it may have happened in a different county, but that's what, they, that's what the media covered, covered it as. Why do you say that? that? That was three years ago. Wow. It's in August. That was a huge deal. That was yeah. huge. Oh, I mean... They the, the, they told the police to back off, uh -huh. and that started the whole thing nationwide. Uh, and that's why that's Obama. That did that triggered a lot. That people. triggered a lot of reactions. This is the truth. That started like the just governor, a few miles down from here. That's crazy. The governor of Missouri uh -huh. blamed the blamed the cop. Obama got his nose in it. Blamed the cop. Obama sent uh, his. I, I, I think as a president, and I think Trump would have an opinion of his own as well, but I think as a president, you, I think, just from a, a leadership standpoint, you shouldn't really base your opinion. I don't know, but then you also have a lot of influence well, on the public. He, he, and, and, uh, at least five times Obama I don't, came I don't out. know if I find that correct. Uh, he went, Obama went against the police about five different times. Project your opinion. Every time somebody died, before we got any facts... Blame the cops. Well, when they did that in Ferguson, I'll say Ferguson, but it was that other little town, I think. The reason I can't believe it's Ferguson is because my aunt lived there for all those years. And I've been to Ferguson. I've never been to Ferguson. I didn't know Ferguson was a town in St. Louis until that happened. Still never been there in my life. It's a big city. Yeah. Yeah. It, I think at one time it was like the fifth largest city in the state. Fifth largest city with a burnt down quick trip. Remember they burnt down that quick trip? That was my favorite part. I remember sitting around. We had a viewing watch party out here in Winsville because we're, we're like 45 minutes down the road and people, some of the crazy people in my school, they're like, dude, let's go there. Let's go drive around there. And I, I knew somebody who was driving around there who is coincidentally a millionaire now. He's 21 years old. He's my age and he's a millionaire. Really? Yeah. I know two kids who I think are millionaires. What was that guy's Mike. name? Brown? Um, Michael Brown? Mike Brown. Mike Brown. What city in Missouri did Mike Brown die? Okay. I found this on the web for what city in Missouri did Mike Brown die? Ferguson Unrest. <laughs> <laughs> Ferguson. I'm just messing with you, by the way. Yeah. Ferguson unrest. Here's the whole story. When did Michael Brown die? 
the teenager's death sparked the Black Lives Matter movement. And that's when the cops started getting killed. Obama made the, the, the governor of Missouri, he got, he got defeated. I think he just didn't, didn't want to run uh, last year in November. So now they've got a Navy SEAL, I think now. He's a conservative Republican. Navy SEAL? I think he's uh. a Navy SEAL or Army Ranger or something. And he's the governor of his state now of Missouri. Oh, really? Yeah. It's a bad. I don't even know who our governor was. I can't, I can't remember names anymore, but... Uh, that's cool. We have a Navy SEAL. An ex-Navy SEAL is our governor right now. Who's the governor? That's pretty that? cool. Who is the governor of Missouri? Checking my sources. The answer is Eric Greetens from January 9th, 2017 to present. Really? I had no idea. That's cool. His name is uh, Eric Greitens. Eric Greitens. Greitens. From January of 2017, January 9th. Crikey's. Greitens. Eric Greitens. Eric See, how do you do that? Is the governor of Missouri a Navy SEAL? Let me have a look. Okay, I found this on the web first. The governor of Missouri, a Navy SEAL. Okay, Jewish, let's see. Apparently, Vladimir Putin knows jujitsu. Apparently, he's like a black belt in jujitsu or something. I heard that the other day, which is pretty insane. Yep. Yep. Ex-Navy SEAL? Eric Greitens, born in uh, 1974, is an American politician, author, and former Navy SEAL, currently serving as the 56th governor of Missouri. That's cool. There he is. We have a Navy SEAL as a governor. He looks like a stud. And he is a butt kicker. Wait, uh, show the camera. Show the camera. That's cool. Eric Greitens, Missouri. I would love. To, I, I wonder if he has any like highlight videos. I mean, is that even a thing? Like like uh, some Navy SEAL highlight videos or something. I heard Israel has some something very comparable to Navy SEALs. That's they're pretty hardcore. I I I'm not sure, but I think it takes two years to become a Navy SEAL. Probably a lot. Of We're training. talking about. Underwater for five minutes. You know, That's insane. You go out and you got to stay underwater. I think it's five minutes. Maybe. I'm in great shape. I'm very happy with my physical condition right now. But I'm also humble enough to say that I'm nowhere near Navy SEAL shape. No. I mean, I've had a six-pack since seventh grade. And I'm not saying that to brag. That's just a fact. And I would get destroyed by any Navy SEAL in a fight and swimming. Especially in swimming. Oh, yeah, I'm not a good swimmer. And running, which is one of my strong suits, and lifting, especially pound for pound, they would destroy me. Anything, shooting, oh, these guys are monsters. Those guys are they're they're kind of like they're not human beings. Superhuman. Now there's an army ranger and a marine. Uh, used to be green beret, but and during the uh, what was that war? 
in 19, uh, World War One, World War Two, Vietnam, Vietnam War. Yeah, Vietnam War. They were called. What did I just say? Army Rangers. No, and um, Green Berets. Green Beret. I'm not sure. Green Beret. Is Green Beret an Army or Navy? Here's what I found on the web for is Green Beret Army or Navy. Green Beret versus Navy SEALs comparison chart. Green Berets Navy SEALs introduction from Wikipedia the United States Army Special Forces also known as the Green Beret. Okay, so Army Special Forces known as the Green Beret. I don't know why I'm just now remembering this or what triggered this thought, but I just now remembered that a few months ago, this kid that went to my high school who was in my class got arrested and is in jail right now because he was abusing his like six month, I don't remember how old the kid was, but six month year old baby. Yeah, like choking it or something. Did something just really morally, ethically just you know, really, you know this guy? Yeah, I went to high school with him. He was a loser. I don't throw that word around too often either. I mean, this guy, I didn't, I didn't like him. Nobody liked him. He, he was just wasn't a friendly presence. He was very obnoxious, really annoying, really stupid. Oh, he's a criminal. I don't like calling people stupid either, but this guy was dumb. He was, he well, was a dumb guy. Well, anybody would do that, you know. Number one is yeah, his, the worst thing you could do. His, uh, his wife's name or his girlfriend's name, whatever, who had the kid... Her name was like Tiger, Tiger something. It was something, it sounded like a Native American name. Like, I want to say Tiger Blood, but I know I'm thinking of Mike Tyson in The Hangover. But yeah, it was, oh, it was so funny. Well, he's stupid because anybody that does that should know they're going to go to prison sooner or later. Yeah. And probably a long time. I, I, why would you do that? How, how can you not look at that baby and just feel love, you know? I mean, how do you not have a ton of just oxytocin flowing to your brain when you're looking that baby in the eyes, but instead you're strangling that baby? I'm sure it gets annoying. I mean, I've never had a kid. Oh, he's a psycho. He's a psycho. The kid's not... You gotta expect that when you have a kid. It's gonna cry. It's gonna be... I mean, it was his own kid? Yeah, it was his own kid. You know somebody from high school that has a kid? Other than soccer, your soccer better. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't even know. I, I don't know where this kid was living. I knew nothing about him. He just had, I just happened to go to high school with him. Oh. But yeah, yeah, went to high school with him, and now he's abusing. Actually, speaking of that though, uh, I want to have him on a podcast too. But Jordan Bermudez, uh, I saw him the other day. He came by with his his kid, his girlfriend now, and uh, he was just talking about he's matured a lot, really grown up. I wish nothing but less than the best for him. He's is that his girlfriend the same? Is it the, she the mother? No, she's not the mother. So he he and the mother split off. They like can't stand each other. He's kind of they he didn't like her last time I talked to him, but now he's kind of getting over like hating the mother, and he's like, "Yo, I got to think about the kid. I got to think about the kid." Now he's just growing of, up. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, he's maturing. Yeah, he's maturing a lot, and the mother hasn't gotten to that point, that realization, that epiphany yet, uh, and she's still kind of resenting him for whatever reason. And uh, yeah, but they they both have boyfriends and girlfriends. So he has a girlfriend now. He's been dating. I mean, they were talking last summer. He's he's been dating her like over a year now, and then um, well over a year, I'm pretty sure, and then. Uh, she has a boyfriend as well who went to high school. Does he have a job? I guess he has a job. He's been... He dropped out of school. And... High school? No, no, no. He made it through high school. No, he, he, he went to college for like a year, maybe like maybe a semester. It, it wasn't long, but he decided school wasn't for him. And then he, uh, yeah, now he's, he's working for his dad and he's going to receive his dad's business or something. His dad actually worked with my Uncle Paul way back before my Uncle Paul retired. With the city? Yeah. Worked for the the city? Yeah, and something... He made it sound like he's going to get the company handed down to him. I don't know if that's actually what's going to happen or not, but... Yeah, I I wish nothing less than the best for him. It was kind of cool hearing him talk about... One, I mean, because he... Uh, I mean, you you hear about somebody having a kid in high school. And now, he's a year younger than you, right? Yeah, he was a year. He was, younger a, he was a graduated twenty fifteen. So he had a baby when about seventeen years old. Somewhere around seventeen. Yeah, something like uh, the the kids almost the kids almost probably about a year and a half old now. Oh, more than uh, birthdays. Now the birthday is October sixth. I mean, you've been out of high school for three years. Maybe it's two and a half. Did, wasn't that happening? It's either a year and a half or two and a half. I thought you were still in high school when he had when she had the baby. I think it's one and a half. No, no, it was after high school. It was the summer. It was twenty fifteen. That's what year it was. Yeah, so it'll be. It, it's coming up on two years. Coming up soon. Because I, I do remember. Because I hung out with him. He's one of my good friends in high school. And I hung out with him all the time. Summer twenty fifteen. Because his girlfriend's pregnant at the time, and I'm like. Like, dude, this is gonna be the last summer we can do this. Like, so we just we're like we're taking advantage of this summer. We were hanging out every night. I was always with Bermudez that that summer. I didn't, I didn't know you guys were ever that close. 